Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do my review for the second season of Apple TV Plus's TV show called Invasion. I'm your host Matthew and I'm here to do a season 1 review for this particular show. Uh, start off with some good news. Uh, the show has just been renewed, I think it was a few days ago or, or maybe yesterday or something. Has been renewed for a second season, which is good because if it hadn't been then the end of this first season would have... Uh, Ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. But uh, we've got a second season booked. I was concerned about that. I had spoken about that before. Uh, <clears throat> recently on like the Geek Town Awards. And other podcasts where I'd mentioned this show and everything. So yeah. Good to know that that's kind of in the books. And uh, we'll see where the show goes. Uh, following on in its uh, second season. And whatnot. But uh, let's get to my spoiler free part of my review. Which is, for those of you who haven't seen uh, this show, I uh, loved it. Really, really enjoyed it. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time with this show. Especially one particular episode that I will talk about very shortly. Um, yeah, going to give this a must-see rating. I don't know about 10 out of 10. Because a show doesn't have to be, in my mind, a 10 out of 10 to be a must-see. It could be a 9, could be like an 8.5-ish, whatever. Um, I'd probably give this like a 9, 9.5 roughly, um, but definitely a must-see. I think this is one of the better shows on television right now. Uh, I still don't think it's the best show on television. I think everybody knows which show I think that is, but I really enjoyed my time with it. I really, really did. This was really, really intense at certain points, which if some of you that don't know, maybe I, I very much like intense television because... When you've got a show like this, or you've got you, when you've got a post-apocalyptic type of show, whether you want to talk about War of the Worlds, The Walking Dead, uh, Invasion, or you want to talk about um, a- a- anything like that, anything that's got sort of a threat in the world, whether it's an alien invasion like this show, or robot dogs like in War of the Worlds, or zombies. In things like The Walking Dead or Black Summer. Obviously you've got different types of zombies and different things. When you've got that set up in a, a, as a vital part of your show. And when you've got the prospect of the survival element within these shows. And when you set out like... Okay, here is six, eight, maybe ten characters obviously you've got like you've got a fair few characters in this show but there's probably about four or five main characters roughly depending on how you, depending on how you look at them depending on how you look at them certainly i want to feel like every single character is under threat of dying because if slash when a character dies i want to feel like there was the uh stress of watching that character try to survive and this show put me right on the edge of my seat several times there's one particular episode which i i think i've mentioned the episode before the sixth episode of this season i think it's called home invasion basically that episode is like a bottle episode that focuses on one of these sets of characters for half an hour and I didn't look at, look away at the screen once I was gripped the entire time because even though I didn't think 
all of those characters involved in the episode were going to die, I at least thought that one or two of them could. And I'm not going to say if one of them or that does or, or whatever is in this particular part. But that's how I want to feel when I watch a show like this. Uh, there's other like dramas that you could watch where you're not constantly sort of wondering whether the existential threat of the show, so like the alien, the zombie, the, the robot, whatever it is. Obviously there's other dramas where that's not really quite so much a thing. Something like A Better Call Soul, Breaking Bad, uh, Big Sky, some of those kinds of shows where, okay, you've got people that could kill other people in those shows, but you haven't got like robots or zombies or, you know, aliens or or whatever, right? But when you have got that and when you've got a post-apocalyptic survival setting, I like to see... Um, Because there's kind of different phases of that. The first of which is getting to know these characters, who they are, what situations they're in, what they do, what they're going to be doing, what they're involved with, whether or not they're connected to each other, uh, those kinds of things. And then it's sort of, okay, settle into their lives, then introduce the threat or the mystery of a threat, and you you can balance as to, like, who sees the threat to what level? Who believes what about the threat? And how they how, how each character kind of sees the threat? And in this show, in this situation, what country those threats are in? Because all these different characters are spread across different countries. Which I thought was really masterfully done. And then you can kind of... Once you have a character have their first interaction with the threat... How are they going to deal with it? How serious do they think the threat is? Uh, that sort of thing you can kind of, you know, start to balance out. And then, do you introduce the threat to all the characters straight away? Do you introduce it to some of the characters? How do you kind of, how do you want to manage that in terms of screen time, structure, and pacing? Now, this show had a enormous job of managing those three things I just mentioned. So, pacing, structure, and... What was the thing I said? Pacing, structure... And, and, and screen time as well. All those three things connect together. Because one of the quite ambitious goals of this show. Which I feel like f- for the most part it pretty much achieved. Like for 80-90% of the time it achieved its goal. Was to have four or five sets of characters. or g- Some of them individual characters. Some of them groups of characters. Some of them like a family bunch or, or whatever. And you get to find out kind of who the main character is uh, towards like the, the, the middle part of the show. But how uh, the show treated this, because basically, right, you've got four or five different sets of characters and they're in different countries, different jobs, different places. They're all completely disconnected from each other. But they've all got one thing in common, which is when... And how the alien threat to them gets introduced. So there will be a different situations. Obviously at different jobs. Different people. Different different, different lives. You know those sorts of things. And the threat gets introduced to these characters in different ways. Different mysterious ways. And in different kind of. Uh, different sort of styles. These characters get introduced to the threat. The alien threat. 
So is it more of a mysterious first encounter? Is it more of a direct first encounter? Um, obviously I'll get into that in some of the spoiler section in the second half. Um, but I... It, it's funny um, looking at certain other shows that don't have the best of structures. And I'm going to bring up Titans because I think it's one of the examples of a... One of the worst shows in terms of structure on television. And that show has got most of its characters in the same city for most of its seasons. Especially season 3 which mostly takes place in Gotham. They're all pretty much in the same place. But the show still somehow struggles to get those characters together. Which is really odd because they're a group called Titans... And they're supposed to fight as a group. But anyway, I, I won't get too much into Titans. I just thought I'd I'd use an example of a show that's got quite a bad structure. And doesn't really have an excuse for that structure. Because they are a group called the Titans. And for the most part, they are supposed to be fighting together. But they don't. And then it ends up as a whatever it is. This show doesn't have its characters in a labelled named group. These characters don't know each other. Um, but the show, the show's idea is to give you, okay, here's this person on this space station. Here's the per, this person who's a sheriff, who's like doing some investigating. Here's a like teenage, young teenage kid from the UK. Here's an army guy. Here's, um, this family of four. I think they were in America as well. Um, and showing that from different countries, you've got like China, you've got the army, you've got the desert, you've got like the sheriff who's working somewhere else, you've got a kid from the UK, you've got like a family from America. Um, so none of these characters are in the same place, but you all feel like, okay, they aren't connected obviously, because you know, that that's the whole purpose of the story. I felt like the purpose of the story, which it did pretty well, was to show different perspectives and I really like that. These characters have got different backgrounds, they're different ages, different relationships, different jobs. All, all kind of like different aspects of life that these characters are all in. And it does a really great job of showing, okay, this is how this character is going to deal with this situation. Okay, let's give them just enough screen time. And then let's cut over to a different character. And I'll tell you something as well. This is one of the better shows in terms of structure on television. And it should be one of the worst ones. Because... Trying to balance this four or five different groups of characters must have been a very difficult process in the writer's room of like, okay, we want to cut back over to this character. We want to give them a few minutes, maybe a little bit longer than a few minutes, but we've got to decide what we're doing with that character. And then because we've got five different groups of characters or f five different, let's just say characters, some of them aren't groups, some of them are. Some of them are like pairs or, or whatever. Some of them are individual people. Some of them are family of four. Um, and it's sort of... Okay, what do we want to show next? What do we want to cut over to next? And then once we cut over to that thing... Is the thing that we're going to be showing... Worth it? Or can we cut over to a different character? And I can't... I can't think... Maybe like... I just can't think at the moment. But I can't think of another show that uses characters in this way in these different locations that have nothing to do with each other but are all in the same situation 
and the screen time structure and pacing be managed that well. Now, it wasn't perfect. You probably won't be able to perfect something like that because there's always going to be different amounts of screen time that you've got to give to these characters. But they did a pretty damn good job of it, and I've got to give them a lot of praise for for that. And the creator, I should credit the um, people involved. So you've got the creators, Simon Kinberg and David Well, uh, did an incredible job with this show um and i don't remember too many i mean i don't remember too many times where they cut away from a character and i thought oh that's really frustrating i want to get back to them like as soon as possible and there also wasn't another character that they cut to and thought oh we've cut over to them let's get on with this story i always kind of like oh okay we're back over here all right this character's interesting to me what are they gonna do all right they finish with that piece of the story cut over to this character what are they gonna do and, yeah, I can't imagine what that task was like in the writer's room um, of trying to, to manage that. Because it's not as if you can even do connected branching stories between them. Because the only thing you can connect these characters to is the situation that they're involved with, which is the alien threat. So uh, they did a really fantastic job with with that. And, uh, yeah, I haven't got any complaints about how that was sort of handled i thought that was really really quite good so uh yeah but that that's one of the biggest aspects of the show which is the fact that these characters are all in different places and whatnot and uh how they'd manage their screen time as well so and it's not as if you sort of have like oh a character on their own okay we'll tell a bit of their story they're off to meet somebody else cut back to them later cut to somebody else for now do a bit of their story then cut back over to the person who's going to meet the other person so you can give them screen time no it it didn't work like that at all so uh really really great with that and that must have been a very very difficult thing to to write for and i can't remember the last show that i watched that told its story like this and did it as successfully as this as well in terms of those three things anyway i think i've made my point there but great show highly highly recommend it uh, as i mentioned it's on apple tv plus which yes does require a subscription but uh is actually is it the cheapest streaming service? Because that's like five, no, four ninety nine a month. Netflix is more than that. Disney Plus is more than that. HBO Max is more than that. Uh, Now TV is more than that. BBC iPlayer is more than that. Or TV license, whatever, is more expensive than that. Uh, BritBox, I don't care about it anyway. <laughs> um, I think BritBox is the same price, but trust me, Apple TV has got a lot more better shows to to offer you than what BritBox has uh what else have you kind of got obviously you got like the you know the free stuff all for um those kind of things i'm not going to even say my five because they've not got much to offer you either um yeah it's it's one of the better streaming services out there and it's yeah probably the cheapest then out of the streaming services and it's got this show on it and it's got 10 episodes of this show so yeah great stuff and i always kind of say you know there's no show that needs more than 10 episodes this had 10 episodes so cool good 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 job uh very much looking forward to the second season take your time with it doesn't have to come out in 2022 um i don't imagine the show's going to come back in 2022 given that it was just now renewed but yeah we'll see how how long it takes um, just to address some criticism with this show, which I just will say I disagree with. Um, 
I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, it takes too long for the aliens to get kind of mentioned, or the name, the name alien isn't isn't mentioned, or the, the yeah, the word alien isn't spoken, I think, until episode five. That didn't really matter. It, it, it didn't really matter. Um, you get glimpses, I don't want to spoil too much, you get glimpses of the aliens and li- there's little sights of them and, and things like that, which is a way to tease and keep them as a mystery. Uh, in a few of the earlier episodes, and uh, I, I quite liked how that was managed because it was supposed to be a mystery as to, okay, yeah, we know this is a, an alien threat, but that's very vague. What does that mean? What do these things actually look like? And we eventually get to those things, but you see like glimpses of it now and then. Um, and I, I like when things do that, when they don't show their monsters straight away, you know. Uh, and then you get like the monsters revealed at a particular point, which leads very well into the sixth episode, which I think is this year's best ep- episode of television. Um, episode six. I just. Yeah, maybe it's because I really like intense survival television, and that was a uh, highlight landmark episode for for the theme that this show was going with. And yeah, it's not one of these shows where like over the top CG and a reliance on just oh we need to have these characters shoot these monsters uh, aliens for like thirty minutes. It wasn't that. This was more of a study on keeping the aliens as a bit of a mystery for a bit of time and then getting into uh more focus it's more focused on the characters and more focused on sort of the aliens are there the aliens are there when the show feels like they need to be and i i really like that it's sort of okay now we're gonna have a really intense scene we're just gonna hit you with it you'll have that for a big chunk of time and then we'll show you you know we'll get back to the characters afterwards so uh that was uh that was really good to see as well. So yeah, I uh I loved it. I really, really did. Um but I, I don't agree with a lot of the criticisms of the show. But if you have those criticisms, you're perfectly entitled to them, of course, as am I entitled to my praise of the show. But I kinda noticed what the show was doing in episode one in terms of what they were gonna show, how they they were gonna show it pacing structure of story and when you can give me that i that great of an idea of what to expect from episode one you're doing a pretty good job to give a great start to your tv show i think as well so good stuff all right uh that's pretty much everything for spoiler free i've almost gone on for 20 minutes um but uh <laughs> but uh i loved it it was great must see probably nine ish out of ten uh, Apple TV Plus first season it's been renewed as well, which I'm very happy about. Which also which also makes it easier to recommend to other people because like, hey, it's not cancelled, not in limbo. It's renewed. You can you can safely safely is that is that a way to describe television? You you can safely watch it because it's not been cancelled. Anyway, uh, that's pretty much that. Let's jump into a bit of housekeeping, and then after I do that, I will go into some spoilers. But I will tell you when you need to leave if you haven't seen the first season of this TV show. So. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're 
getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, me and David wrapped up, well not quite wrapped up actually, finished our coverage for, for now. Uh, of The Walking Dead World Beyond Season 2, Episode 10. Why I'm kind of, um, yeah, talking about it that way is we finished the episodes for the show. Season 2, Episode 10 was the last episode. It was built to be two seasons, wasn't cancelled or anything. Uh, next week on Sunday, so not this weekend on Sunday, next weekend, uh, we're going to be doing a, a series wrap-up for The Walking Dead World Beyond. So we finished it for now. We, we finished the episodes. We just haven't finished completely talking about the show. But we, we've wrapped up for the episodes, if that makes sense. So well, that's season 2, episode 10. That's for The Walking Dead World Beyond. And I highly recommend that show. That 10th episode was uh, honestly quite groundbreaking, that 10th episode. So uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, speaking of other, other amazing things, or extraordinary things, <laughs> uh, Zoe's podcast playlist... I returned with that. That's for the uh, Christmas film called Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. It's the follow-up to the second season of the TV show. It kind of wraps things up as to the point where uh, if we didn't get a third season, um, then it would be kind of okay. But uh, we might get a third season, we might not. But NBC, of course, cancelled the show after two seasons. Uh, Roku picked up the rights, I guess... Um, or they picked up the uh, the the thing for uh, for a for a Christmas film basically, and uh, that's called Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. Uh, soon you'll probably be able to watch the whole thing, so seasons one and two and the Christmas film on Roku. Uh, so that's that for Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. <coughs> uh, speaking of other good things, there's a lot of good things to talk about. Uh, Man United won uh, one 0 against Crystal Palace. I think that was last weekend. Uh, on Saturday, uh, and that was Ralph Ragnick's first game. It made a big, big difference and was really, really good to see. 
all of that. Uh, Michael Carrick's last game in charge. Uh, he was the interim temporary sort of manager until Ralph came in. May United beat Arsenal by three goals to two. And Cristiano Ronaldo has now got 800, 801 career goals. So uh, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good indeed. Uh, last week on Gaming Talk, we'll be doing another episode on Sunday, by the way, for Gaming Talk, uh, if things go to plan. But last week on Gaming Talk, uh, Robert wasn't able to join me, so I talked about the Mass Effect television show, which is in development by Amazon. Uh, the Marvel MMO, which is in development as well, uh, which is from the same team that did the DC Universe on... No, DC... DC Universe Online? I think that's what it was called. The MMO for that. And also an update from CD Projekt Red on the next versions, the next-gen versions of Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077. Maynard also drew 1-1 with Chelsea away. Uh, did a separate episode uh, talking about Ralph Ragnick's appointment as a manager. Two film reviews recently. Must-see review for No Time to Die. Thoroughly enjoyed that. And my skip review for Venom Let There Be Carnage. So there's that as well. That's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can find us as well on a favourite podcast platform. Just search for Entertainment Talk. But I'm guessing you found either one of those two things, which is how you'd be listening to this episode. So thank you very much for that. Alright, I'm going to get into spoilers now for Invasion Season 1. If you've not seen this first season, I recommend that you turn this off now. Because I know some people don't kind of like care about spoilers, but if you don't want to be spoiled on the surprises of the first season of Invasion on Apple TV+, Plus, uh, you'll need to go and watch it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you can click off this podcast. You can just click off whatever you're using to play the episode. Press pause, back, click on the homepage if you're listening on a podcast player. Switch all that off and whatever, because uh, I'm going to get into spoilers now. So, yeah, I was kind of saying, wasn't I, about um, four or five different groups of characters. So, you've got the mum, who's called a- Anisha, I think. Uh, she's the mum of the group. She was kind of the main character within that group. Obviously, you had the uh, domestic situation with the with the child and everything. Not sure what happened to that woman that he was having a child with. We just kind of didn't see her after a few episodes. Uh, so she, it was her, her son, her daughter, and her husband. That was the one group. Then you had Travante Cole. He was kind of the leader of the military group, which they all got wiped out because of the crazy alien invasion thing. So that's two different people. Um, then you've got uh, Mit- Mitsuki. Mits- I'm going to say Mitsuki. Uh, she was the one who was in the space station, wasn't she? I believe that was in China, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or like the space station thing. She was like the the one that was involved with the space aspect of it. And her girlfriend went up in the shuttle. She was called... Um, Hinata, I think. So that's three. Then you had the dad, who was called Ahmed. So he was obviously part of that group. Then you had the kids, so you had Casper, Luke, uh, no not Luke, Luke and Sarah were the were the kids, weren't they, of the mum and that dad. Um, yeah, Casper, because he's the one who had all the seizure thing going on. So right, that's one, two, three, four groups of characters, four sets of characters. Obviously you had, uh... Kyoto, he was with uh, Mitsuki because they were investigating what was going on and they had that audio that they were playing and everything. Camilla, she was with Casper. They kind of got a bit of a connection. 
Then you had Akira. He was kind of the boss of the space station thing. Uh, Hanita, that was the girlfriend. I can't remember if it was wife or, or just girlfriend. But they were in the relationship. Then you had I- Ikuro. He was the dad of Hinata. Then you had Liara. Who was um, Trevante's partner. Um, but they kind of separated for a bit. Anyway, Montgomery, he was kind of the bully. Uh, a few of those other characters as well. Um, it doesn't have the sheriff listed here, but he was the first to go, wasn't he? He died... Did he die in episode one? Yeah, it doesn't have him listed here, but I could just call him the sheriff. So yeah, you had one, two... One, two, three... Four... Right, yeah, four groups of characters, which was five, but then obviously they got rid of one, because they completely, like, ditched that story. There was no reason for them to continue with the sheriff's story. I mean, yeah, they would have investigated his death and everything, but there wasn't much more to to really do with that. Um, That was interesting to show that they were allowing themselves to do that with the stories of, like, hey, we can kind of just kill off one of these characters... Because they're kind of you kind of have your own main characters within those groups, like the mum and Travante, and you had uh, Hitsuki. Uh, there were different characters involved with those stories, and obviously you had Travante. He had his group, so he kind of ended up a bit on his own. But sort of just to say, okay, yeah, we have these five groups of characters. We could lean on any of them. To be our lead protagonist, and you could you could argue that Casper is the is the lead of the show, because of um, uh, what was it? Because of his uh, seizures, and he could see he could kind of like predict the future a little bit, and uh, he had that sketchbook, so he was kind of like the main character in a way. But to show that okay, we can just kill off one of these characters and still lean on the others for our story. Because we can do that with any of them. Um, I saw a few people arguing. Or not arguing. Kind of debating about like. Okay should they should the show have just focused on one of these characters. Or one of these groups of characters. I think that would have made it less interesting. And I also don't know. Even if you took any of those groups of characters right. Um, I don't know that there's enough story for one of those groups for 10 episodes. I I, I don't think so. That's why it was good to have the others use the screen time and kind of balance it and tell different stories. I I much preferred seeing the story told that way. And it was something unique and a bit different, at least from my perspective anyway. So, yeah, because the the sheriff guy, he um, was out in that, was it like a cornfield I think he was in? And he's looking up to the sky and he's like, hey, I'm right here, you can take me or whatever. And you see this little tentacle pop up out of the um, ground. I can't remember what the surface was, but out of the ground. And just doink in the back of the head, obviously, like, it didn't... The way I've described that is like a poke in the back of the head. No, it was a stab injury to his brain, of course, which uh, killed him. And then that was just that. I thought that was a good way to establish some stakes in this world of... No, we are willing to kill off these characters, and yeah, um, that was a really early kind of like, oi, he's gone kind of thing, um, and it was like, because I, I don't know what, I can't remember what the reason was, this was like 10 weeks ago, but I remember when, actually less than that, because they came out three episodes, but whatever, 
I remember when they killed off the sheriff. No, no, sorry. When when they had the sheriff character, and I was like, oh, he seems like he's gonna kind of be the lead character because he's like, I guess to me he was sort of the one with the authority, right? And I was like, oh, he's gonna kind of like figure out what's going on and will follow him but then he died after after one episode but i i liked that they were willing to just do that and i don't think it was for shock value or anything like that i think it was just to establish stakes within this world um and it was kind of a sneaky way to kill him off as well you just see this little tentacle pop up and you're like oh there's something uh behind you and uh stab straight in the head so yeah, that was a that was an interesting way to start the series, definitely. So, but there's nothing else really to talk about with that sheriff character, as well. Um, I do looking back on things now, he was maybe the weakest character, but then he maybe didn't get as much time to develop. So, um, but then they got rid of him after one episode anyway. So, that was interesting. Um, yeah, with Anisha, uh, a lot of points to talk about, obviously, you know, the kids and stuff, I don't have much to say about the kids themselves, I do want to refer back to her in a little bit, talk about that sixth episode, because that's just the highlight episode to me, um, yeah, so she has a moment where she's in that car, and her husband has gone to speak to that military army person, and you can see she's kind of debating like just leaving him behind i thought that was really interesting of like okay he probably in this situation he cares about you because he cares about whether this family lives or dies and his kids live or die but there's that trust aspect isn't there and i like that about survival elements of stories which is there's a trust aspect isn't there when you're in a group with somebody even if that person's supposed to be your husband but from her perspective i suppose it was sort of can I trust this guy? I thought I could trust him before with something that was should have been easier to trust him with, which was you know that their marriage and he's she's not only slowly discovers this affair that's going on, but that she's also cut he's like he was planning to actually leave, wasn't he? I think, and he had a child on the way with this woman and you know, fair enough, I mean, she doesn't actually leave him behind, we know that, obviously, she, uh, uh, lets him get back in the car, but she kind of locks the car for a bit, doesn't she, but fair enough to her, like, she looks at the situation and thinks, like, okay, I could, I, I thought I could trust this guy before, and, you know, I think things turned around for them in, in, in the end, obviously, there's always going to be that thing in the back of her mind of, like, he went and off, he went off and started a family with somebody else basically and started an affair so that breaks the trust of course but um am i am i supposed to think that the dad is dead because we hear the gunshot but his body's not in that spot when we go back so did the army guy drag him off um i think that's supposed to be up in the air um cuz i think they because i i think because they were looking for her, weren't they? And if you kill off the dad, then they don't get to find out that information from him. So I think he... I mean, because we hear a gunshot, we don't see where the gunshot lands. The assumption is that, oh, we shot him in the head and that's it. But it could have been a warning shot. It could have been a shot to make the mother think that... um 
that their the dad was dead and to, for them to think that their father was dead the, the kids um but i i think that's a bargaining thing and i think we'll see more of that in season two because we didn't see a body um and we didn't see him we didn't even actually see him get shot so yeah i i, I think that's leaning more into uh Season two thing, so that was really interesting with with what's going on with them. Uh, instead of circling back round to her, I will stay on that character for a minute. Um, that sixth episode, that sixth episode, wow, um, that was pure thirty minutes of pure intense television. I loved every single second of it, and once I'd realised what they were doing, I was like, oh, okay, you're sticking with these characters for the for this episode, but that's. That that's how you do a good bottle episode, which is where you stick with the characters like that, and you do go into more of their characters and stuff. And obviously, there was a few. There was the uh, husband and wife that were living there. Um, but yeah, just just like slowly move. It was it was like you take the idea of a quiet place, which is a film series I love, the first and the second one. And you put that into this universe, so different types of monsters, different rules, and it's all based in this house once they, you know, get out the attic and everything. And, yeah, or the loft as we'd call it in the UK. Uh, And, yeah, just them, like, creeping around this house, and there's a particular scene where you think the dad has died, and... Uh yeah, that was that was quite something. That was a that was a phenomenal episode of television. And you get this you get this sort of like motherly strength, is that a good way to describe it, at the end of the episode, where the things breaking through this alien that you know, the thing we find out is breaking through this woman's car. She's got her kids behind her and of course, you know, um, I don't know what the phrase is for dads, but there's the motherly instinct that can kind of kick in, isn't there? When your kids are in danger and when you're in danger. And she put her life in front of their kids. Sorry, she put their, um, she put herself on the line for those kids and just threw everything at that alien. Even a couple of books. <laughs> and uh, it was like, okay, dad might be dead. We don't know. Uh, I can't remember at that point if the dad had come back out of the house, but it was, you know, um, dad might be dead, slash dying, the kids are there, she hasn't got another adult to help her, and it's this or nothing, she can't really get out of the car, because if she does, then her kids are still in the car, they could be in danger, and that's her survival instinct, and her survival instinct was I am going to throw everything I can at this alien because I've got no other choice and even if I go out taking out this alien with me at least my kids will survive that's the the sense and the feeling that I got from the situation and she uses that it's not really a brick what, what, what even was it called um, that, that piece from an alien or whatever it was uh, she uses that and she eventually kills this thing but that that's a situation where like it's late at night, they've had a long day, they're probably very tired. That's where your adrenaline kicks in and you'll just do whatever you can and throw whatever you can, literally. 
at this thing and that was uh pretty incredible yeah yeah that was that was an amazing episode of television really really was um so that's those people covered uh Travante speaking of characters that would have been tired goodness me I can't remember if he slept or not throughout the season uh yeah loses his whole uh army group that's with him gets into a couple of scraps with some aliens has that really intense scene with uh with Casper um I was I'll tell you something I was absolutely stunned when Casper and uh what's the other character's name J- Jamila when they bumped into Trevante because I remember talking about this show on a TV talk recently with Gray and I I'd watched I think I'd watched four no two two or three episodes I think I'd watched at that point but I very much had the intention to keep going and I remember saying to Gray at the time like I don't expect any of these characters to meet up until maybe the season finale if not some point later but they walk into that pub and he's in there and I realized like oh wait they're oh wow they're in the they're in the same scene together I was absolutely stunned that that happened um yeah I thought wow this is awesome but it made sense you know he'd been traveling a bunch they were both in the UK and they ended up bumping into each other uh and they were in and around the same alien threat kind of thing so that just that, that brought the characters together but that was awesome and he basically stuck with Casper until pretty much the end of the season obviously he kind of left eventually once he thought that Casper was dead or might be dead um but yeah he was a very cool character cool character very very determined character uh and kind of our action character for the series uh yeah when when the which episode was it episode four or five roughly no episode four i think and this big ship alien thing had like uh landed on top of him and his uh his uh army friends and it just did something massive and uh took them all out and that was obviously a lot of recovery and his friend died in the car and he had to shoot his way out and that that was pretty awesome that was that was really quite incredible as well Trevante was an interesting one because he was literally on his own more than most of the other characters um because even Mitsuka who is in a lot of scenes on her own she still goes back to her workplace she still goes back to those other characters Trevante interacts with us a few other characters but he's on his own for most of the series and I really felt like that character held his own and uh some emotion out of that character as well which was great and he was he he was really really cool as well and put himself on the line as well for the for for Casper and um I just read her name out what was it uh Jamila uh in that um those hospital scenes that was that was pretty incredible so that was really good uh I want to kind of run through the characters a little bit quicker just because uh, there's a few things plot wise I want to discuss. Mitsuka, yep, um, with the um, space station stuff, that was really cool. She sees off her, I'm just going to say girlfriend or partner, whatever. Uh, She's her off and then then gets blown up. The shuttle or whatever they were in gets blown up and attacked. Uh, But there's the mystery as to whether 
because what was her name? Um, Hinata. Whether or not she was alive. And then they start off episode 7, 8 was it? 7 or 8 I think. I think it was episode 8. And she seems to be alive. But then some of the other people that were working at that place were like. Oh no it's the alien that's pretending to be her. Or the alien that's kind of. Um, trying to manipulate you into thinking that that's her. And she went off into the radio station and tried to communicate with her. Um, I think she got blown up in the end. Not Mitsuka. Um, the, the other character. Hinita. Because um, they tried to blow up the space station thing. Uh, or the shuttle. The broken shuttle. Um... I wonder if I wondered if Hanita was going to run out of oxygen anyway. It seemed like that was the hint. So they brought her back to give a target to blow up this like signal thing, didn't they? And then Casper did the other part of that. I, I'm a little bit confused as to how all of that exactly went. And there was obviously like the the season one kind of kind of cliffhanger involved with that. Uh, so that was uh, really, really interesting stuff as well. Uh, you had Ahmed. He was uh, the dad. Uh, of course, knows that he did wrong and everything, but uh, tried to put his life on the on, on the line in the end and not give up his uh, his wife and everything. Um, I still think he's alive. Like I said, just because we didn't see a body. Casper uh, was interesting. Obviously, you had. Um, uh, Montgomery, who was basically a bully. Uh, yeah, Casper, kind of the determined one of the series. Um, has to put up with the seizures and everything in terms of what was going on there. So that was really good, really well done. Uh, with Casper and and everything like that. Um, I don't think he's dead either. Um. There seemed to be a hint at the end that he wasn't. So, but some of these things that I'm like confused or curious about, I'm glad that there's some of that left now that we've got a second season because you can just simply explore that or continue that story in the second season. And if you'd completely gotten rid of the alien threat, which it looked like by the end of episode 9 that that was the case, then what would you have done for the second season? Um, so there's obviously the hint with that really big alien thing right at the end of the second uh, right at the end of the season so that was cool um that's most of the main characters i liked basically all of them there wasn't really any characters other than like montgomery who was kind of the bully and uh you know the boss at the space station uh akira um who tried to get the other character arrested that wasn't cool um yeah, great, re- really, really cool stuff. I I enjoyed basically all of these characters' stories. I thought they were all really good. So yeah, that was uh that was great. So let me try let me try and figure out what's going in here on in, on here at the end. So Casper, um, Casper, Jamila, and Travante were all in a hospital. They were completely cornered by, what, like four different aliens. And 
Casper was having like one of his seizures again and he's saying stop, stop, stop. Eventually these aliens do actually stop and he kind of passes out or whatever. Then they put the strike on the space station thing, the shuttle thing, which is supposed to get rid of the enemy. They didn't quite make it clear as to whether it was both or just one of those things that got rid of the enemy. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to like theorize a little bit in terms of. I wonder if the aliens were trying to get a reading from Casper. And send a bigger threat down, maybe. Uh. I don't know because we don't we don't know why the aliens were here. Obviously, you know because it was the concept of the show. It's an alien invasion show, but we don't really know what they want in apart from killing lots of people. But we know they wanted something from Casper, which is why they didn't kill Casper. Uh, but then they blow up that shuttle thing. Because they have, a, they say that they have like a strike available, and they go and do that. So it was one or both of those things that got the aliens to stop. But I'm wondering if this big alien thing that we saw right at the, the last shot of the season, if that is like a bigger threat, and they were getting, they were just getting something from Casper, and then we'll find out more. Obviously, we'll find out more about this in season two. But obviously the alien threat isn't gone. Like there's all these people celebrating and partying. And yeah it's good to have that. You know they they don't know quite what's going on. But yeah I just wonder if the aliens were reading something from Caspar. To send some data back or something. To this next alien threat. And then we're going to see what they do. With this. Uh, So we shall see. Yeah. Uh, but great series, really, really enjoyed it. Very, very intense television. Uh, an interesting look at the human condition in a way. A really well told story in terms of different characters, different perspectives, different lives, different backgrounds, different ages, different obviously genders as as, as well. Um, it was it was great and. I'm glad to come away with the series and I wasn't sort of like, oh, we're back to that character, that character sucks. And, oh, we're back to my favourite character. That was that was good that that didn't sort of happen as well. So, yeah, that's my review for the first season of Invasion. I don't really have much more to talk about. We'll see what goes on with this in the second season. At some point next year, maybe, or the year after. Uh, but you've got, to take, you've got to take your times with these things. You've got to take your time, certainly. So, we shall see. Anyway, um, I assume you've all seen the season. Otherwise, I've just spoiled all of it for you. Uh, Let me know what you think. What do you think is going on at the end of the season? Do you think it was Casper that stopped the aliens? Do you think it was the explosion of the shuttle? Do you think it was both? Do you think it was something else? What do you think this new alien threat is all about? Do you think it was just to get data from Casper? Basically, do you think the same thing that I'm thinking? Or do you think something else is going on? Uh, Was there any groups of characters that you didn't enjoy following? Um... Obviously, they got rid of the sheriff fairly, fairly quickly anyway. Uh, who was your favourite character to follow? Who was your least favourite character to follow? Uh, how do you think How do you think that they balanced out the screen time, structure, pacing, 
how do you think all that kind of went? Uh, let me know what you think. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Sorry, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you think. Uh, also, if you're listening on the uh, website version of this podcast, you can scroll down a little bit. You'll find the uh, big email box. You can't really miss it unless you scroll too fast. Uh, you can put your email and your message in there. That gets sent to me as well. Lots of you do actually use that, so that's cool. Uh, you can also click on or copy and paste the email name and you can send in uh, your thoughts that way as well. Uh, thanks very much for listening. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, TV, video games, films, magician and podcasts, so check it all out. Let me know what you think of everything else that we do. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, you can either just listen to some more episodes that we've got, which are on the places that I've just mentioned. Uh, you can also use word of mouth and social media uh, let other people know about what we do and where they can find it. So, yeah, those different methods, just tell them. Word of mouth, social media, that sort of thing. Get involved with uh, everything that we've got going on. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, add free podcast review options. You can take a look at that and get involved that way if you'd like to. Uh, for your TV and your film news, uh, David did just post, I think it was yesterday, about um, Invasion getting renewed for a second season. So if you want to find out more about that uh, or different TV and film news, uh, you can find that over on geekturn.co.uk and Geekturn Radio episodes are on Tuesdays as well. I'm not sure when the last one for the year is, but they're usually on Tuesdays. Also, you can go and vote blah, blah, blah. You can go and vote on the Geektown Awards as well. If you go to geektown.co.uk, you can find them over there. You can also go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards. And you can go and vote for your favourite shows. You can vote for uh, for uh, Invasion. I think it's under New Sci-Fi Show, which is the, the category that we put it into. Uh, you can go and vote for the show and all different categories and all that kind of stuff. You can be put into a prize draw to potentially win something. So good luck to everybody doing that. Uh, Bex is still streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. She's doing some really great stuff. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, for my different video game streams. Thursdays and Saturdays, 11.45pm GMT. Uh, Thursdays is Pez Coach Mode, which is the football game. And Saturdays is the Avengers campaign, which I will be doing... Uh, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow I'm returning to that as well so look out for all that, you can find the episodes if you've missed them, I've got the newest Pez one to put on YouTube but it won't take long to do uh, you can find all the previous episodes on YouTube for that entertainment talk plays thanks for listening and I'll see you next time goodbye <laughs>